Your story is waiting for you today. Your story has something new to say. But your story will only come out to play when you're alone. Alone. Alone in a room with invisible people. The following episode may contain swearing. Alone in a Room with Invisible People is brought to you by hollyswritingclasses.com. If you find value in what we do and you'd like to support the podcast, go to coffee.com, that's K-O hyphen F-I.com forward slash alone, or you can go to alonewithinvisiblepeople.com forward slash support us to find out more. Thank you. Hi, I'm Rebecca Gallardo, the host of Alone in a Room with Invisible People. I'm here today with author and teacher Holly Lyle, and today's topic is how to write twists and what they are. Um, I know that there's a, a little bit of a confusion as to what exactly twists are. It's it's not just the the you know twist at the end, the big surprise, or anything like that. So um, because everybody was really just excited and really wanted and needed this episode on twists, uh, Holly said, yeah, let's just go ahead and do one. So we are doing that for you guys. Um, before we get into our what we did this week, I just wanted to say two things. Thank you very much, first and foremost, for everybody who is supporting me on Ko-Fi, coffee, <laughs> coffee.com. <laughs> um, I really, really do appreciate it. Every dollar counts, and you guys are definitely helping me out. So I just want to say thank you Two, our Halloween episode. We have already announced that we are accepting submissions. Please go read the post and check out the guidelines and submit. We would love to have it. Just remember that it is a hard 500 word limit and uh, there are people in the forums offering to use Scrivener to check your word count for you. Um, They are members that have been with us for years and they're very trustworthy they aren't going to steal your work (laughs) so so if you don't want to download the free trial of scrivener to check out the i mean it's not like we're sponsored by scrivener or anything it's just what we use and word counts on word processors can sometimes be different so um if you don't want to check it that way you can use one of the the members that are being very nice and offering to check things for people but we really wanted to let you know you know submit for the Halloween episode because we would love to read your work um and you retain all rights so it is always yours all we do is we use one-time rights to use it in the podcast and that will be out there indefinitely you know so and if it's accepted you can use it as a publication credit yeah absolutely that's that's a big win for somebody who is trying to get um, any sort of, you know, credibility with your your history of publication. And, and when it comes to if you're trying to boost up your resume for trad publication, I know that previous publications are helpful. So, yeah, that is I just wanted to say thank you to the people supporting me on on coffee i was gonna say ko-fi again (laughs) (laughs) on coffee.com i really 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 appreciate it um if you guys want to find out ways to support us both you can just go to how to alone with invisible people.com slash support us and find out how all you can 
you know, support us. And, and remember, every share, every like, every review, every tweet, every um, retweet of ours, every share on Facebook, every even recommendation on Facebook, all of that stuff helps. So if you don't have the money, believe me, we have been there before. If you don't have the money to buy, you know, the courses or to support Holly on coffee or me on coffee, we get that. It's not an obligation. It's just a way to say thank you for people who can. And if you can't do any of that, share the podcast in some way, shape or form. Hey. So yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So let's get into what we did this week, Holly. Oy. <laughs> well, I actually got to write on Monday and Tuesday. On Monday, I got 1,240 words. Um, well, no. On Tuesday, I did not, I, I just, I was just, there has been so much going on. My my brain just shut down. So uh, I did a lot of, of marketing stuff for, for our Pinterest account and um, and, and that was basically it. On Wednesday, I got 1,439 words on also again on Dead Man's Party. Uh, Thursday and Friday were a complete wash. One was a family day and one was a day where we had just a bunch of other stuff we had to get done. So as weeks go, it was, it was up and down and up and down. And, um, there were some really good things that happened that I can't talk about yet, but, uh, it was, it was just... It was a really long week. <laughs> yeah, just there's exciting stuff, but yeah. as with anything else, when there's something good that you want or something good that you're trying to get a, a certain level of growth in your life, there's always that counterbalance of always. intense chaos and craziness and stress. And yeah. so if you're if you're out there right now doing the same thing, like you're working hard towards something and there's all of this stress piling up on you, just you know, take some moments to yourself, take some time to yourself to just to relax and do nothing, but keep working at it because that's what I keep writing in my daily planner is just baby steps. Like do these things every single day, small, consistent steps are what's going to get you there. Yeah. And just, just a little bit of progress. I can, I can look at the week and in spite of the fact that it was a brutal week, I got, um, over roughly almost 3000 words of fiction still on in my revision so you know that's something yeah that's great yeah that's (laughs) definitely i mean yeah sometimes that's all you can really do yeah um this week was shit for me too that's the thing is like i got some work done on a commission that i'm doing i that i still have to send i got um help desk done every day (laughs) because i don't i don't ever not do help desk um even even when i take days off or I go on holiday. The only time in the three years that I think that I've not done it was um, one day when I was super sick, and then for our ten year anniversary, that was yeah. it. <laughs> in the three or four years I've been doing it, yeah. yeah. So that's pretty much it. I did one half of a scene for Seven Bees, and this is yeah because. <laughs> I'll just, I'm not going to go into all of this story, but we've been having issues with our plumbing. They have been very intense issues with our plumbing. Tony, not a plumber, but has done so much stuff in the past that he knows how to fix certain things. But getting to the root of the problem, we don't have the money to buy a new well. (laughs) 
<laughs> which might be necessary. We, we, I've looked at the cost. It's not that bad. It's just we don't have that because he just bought the new AC. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, and he's paying that off. So it's like we have to keep doing all of these little fixes and then the water will go off again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and meanwhile, our washer broke. Yeah. And it just kept filling and filling and filling. Oh, and I God. didn't realize it. Yeah, I didn't realize it until I walked back there. I'm like, oh, the, wa- the wash should be done. I, c- I should throw it in the dryer now. Oh, my God. <laughs> Water <laughs> everywhere in that oh, room, in the pantry. God. Yeah. I don't think I had enough towels. <laughs> I had to go pull out the towels from the from the dirty laundry just to be able to cover everything. And I'm glad that we, you know, have so many dog towels. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. Wow. That saved a day. Um, but, yeah. So <laughs> that's still sitting full of water until we can figure out what's wrong and then hook it back up and drain it. But, yeah. My entire week was full of shit like that. So, <laughs> yeah. Plus, yeah. on top of that, just um, the personal depression and anxiety were coming back. And, yeah. yeah. Well, they had help. Yes, they that... had a lot of help. That, and then I have to go see a doctor for some issues with um, my body that are just part of the PCOS. So if you're a fellow PCOS or endometriosis girl, uh, I feel your pain because I got both and right now they're messing with me. So, <laughs> yeah. It's all right, though. Uh, you know, it's, I'm alive. I... I'm happy for the most part, just stressed. So, yeah. yeah. And a big shout out to Leah again in Australia because, uh, yeah, she's very, very good at being um, a better therapist than I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> so she's she's definitely helpful. So, yeah, we both had shit weeks, but you did you did much better. You You got a decent amount of your revision done. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing, too, is that the words in revision are going to be some days explosive and some days a lot less because you're revising. And if you're doing it by scene or by every two scenes a day or something like that, Mm -hmm. then you're not necessarily going to be counting by words. Right. And I still I still my objective was um, to have the revision done in 36 working days and uh so far, I'm on target at one scene per day, which there were 36 scenes in the book. And, uh, well, 36 when I did the focus outline, there were 36 scenes. Yeah, I was going to say, how many more are you going to add, though? Yeah, that's 36 scenes because it was actually fewer than that in the original book. Oh, okay. And, yeah, and it is pushing towards, if if I go at the pace or at the word count that I'm going right now, the book that started at right at 50,000 words, uh, 30, yeah, 50,000 words, is going to be over 80. Yeah. Because it's really growing. But I love so much what I'm getting. Yeah. And that's the important thing, too. And if it's, if you love it and it's exciting you, um, getting more cannot really be a bad thing. <laughs> right. Exactly. And this is actually, this is going to be out, going out as Dead Man's Party. I'm going to keep that as the title and it's going to be going out under my name so you'll be able to find it. It's not like the Ohio novel, which is shrouded in secrecy and coming out under a pen name and all of that yeah. stuff. Yeah. Because you want to do it right. Yeah. Yeah. And I need to give it a shot to find its audience. Okay. So let's get on to the thing.
Yeah. Okay, so um, how to write twists and what they are. So can you give us a definition of the twist before we get into this and kind of explain? It's, it's a little tricky. In obvious situations, the twist is something startling that happens um, that moves you from the scene onto the next scene. But the twist is what is in harder to define situations. The twist is the reason you're writing the scene. It's what happens that matters. And that's, you have a scene, every single scene that works has five components. It has a protagonist, an antagonist, which does not have to be a person. It can be a thing like weather or um, a, a, an earthquake or uh, some bad thing or some good thing. Hey, somebody just threw a surprise party uh, then, and the person who showed up was uh, unprepared and mm. uh, you know was so startled that she had a little accident or uh, yeah, just all sorts of things. Conflict. Had a little accident. That sounds like <laughs> me when I sneeze. Oh, um, okay, so the conflict is the problem that has to be overcome. It is not a fight. It is the, the, the obstacle that the people or person in the scene has to overcome. The setting is the place where it happens, and then you have the twist, which is why you're writing the scene. And in order for us to do this, um, Becky and I are going to just go through uh, some, some partial sentences and um, then we are going to answer questions that give you twists so that you are going to see us go through this live. We haven't practiced this or anything, so you're going to get some weird crap because this is the way our minds work. Yeah. Um, but it, it will work. And if you go through and, you know, write down the questions, uh, because we didn't make a work worksheet for this, uh, it's no. just... This and the is, transcript will, won't be for a while because Leah is doing them in order. Right. So, yeah, definitely, um, if you're listening, we'll, we'll say, you know, the question and maybe pause so that people can mm -hmm. pause it and write it down. Yeah. And then move on. Okay. Um, so my three different things that I'm going to be playing off of so that I can give you some different genres and... Um, they are man and woman arguing in a restaurant because I did want to get the conflict argument in there. Um, a sapient cat trying to escape hunter dogs in the wilderness and girl sitting at table alone thinking because I have read so many um, early drafts of writer's work where there is a character sitting at a table alone thinking and that's the scene. There is no conflict. There is no twist. So um, yeah. I wanted to give examples of what you can do if you have a character sitting alone at a table thinking, how you can turn this into a real scene. Okay, so Becky, what do you got? Uh, man in haunted house being spooked by a ghost. Cool. Yeah, I, wanna, I wanted to add a twist to that woman wakes up from a bad dream and ruminates so it's sort of your 
your thing, but there there's like drama to it. Or, mm-hmm. or well, I'm sure there's drama to the one in there too. But there's like negative, you know, vibes in this one. Mm-hmm. And then uh, man and woman, man and woman are in a car, like driving to a place, and they're discussing the whatever your plot would be. Cool. All right. So with that in mind, okay. Uh, the first question is. What happens that you do expect? And I'm going to take man and woman arguing in a restaurant. Um, and the what happens that you do expect is going to be woman gets pissed off and stomps out of the restaurant. Okay, your turn. Oh, we're going something that, that's easy. Okay. Um, yeah. Man in haunted house being spooked by a ghost. What would you expect? Um I guess, you know, like him walking around in a dark, you know, haunted house with a flashlight and the, you know, the sound is spooking him or the noise in the house is spooking him. You're, I guess you'd also expect, oh, well, maybe it's, you know, the cat to jump out or something like that. I really don't want <laughs> any of those tropes in this, but so what would you expect? Okay, so you would expect... Either like the cat jumping out or yeah. like that the noises are made by a human, you know, any mm-hmm. of those false scares. Right, right. Because what you do expect is what people frequently write. Yeah. So you want to answer this question first. Well, what would I expect? Woman, man and woman arguing in a restaurant, woman gets pissed off and leaves. All right. Well, yeah, it's a conflict, but it's a conflict argument. And as a scene goes, it sucks. So that's the obvious thing. And you want to get the obvious thing out of the way first. Uh, if I were doing a sapient cat trying to escape hunter dogs in the wilderness, the obvious thing in there is a little bit harder because you, you, first off, you've got a sapient cat. Um, but if you just look at it as uh, a, a, any sapient creature being hunted, then, well... Um, the, the creature finds a place to hide. Okay, that's the obvious thing. Um, do you want to take another one of yours and just go through that? Yeah. Woman wakes up from a bad dream and ruminates. So I guess the obvious thing would be her replaying that that dream, even if, let's say that the reader sees the dream. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, she's going to... She's, Wake up and think about the dream. Yeah, 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 that's the thing. Is like I don't want the, the the sentence here as it is is what happens that people would expect. Right, that's it. Yeah, you can yeah. pull out. Yeah, and 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 ruminate. You can just pull that out for the future things. Yeah. So yeah, because that is the thing people expect. Okay, so for the th- my third sentence, I have girl sitting at table alone thinking. And this is, the, this, like I said, this is a painful scene. If you have read a lot of new writers, um, this, is, this is the point where you, as the, the person who is doing this for a living, goes, God, no, please don't take me here. And what happens that you expect is that she sits and thinks and nothing happens. She just sits and thinks. Um, and it doesn't, it doesn't change her day, nothing changes in the scene. It is just woman sits and thinks. And that is 
That is the whole scene, and it's not a scene. It's not a scene because nothing happens. Sitting and thinking is not a scene. So, okay, over to you. Man driving woman to a place, and they're discussing whatever the main plot is. Um, a lot of it, I think, that would that you would expect is rehashing of stuff that the characters that the readers already know that maybe the char- the two characters haven't talked about before and mm-hmm. like if there's any sort of conflict at all it's usually resolved within the same scene yeah so yeah i'm gonna say those two things kind of working as one yes very nice all right so that is our basically our example of what you don't want to do with a twist because it isn't one Okay, so now we're going to move to the next, the next question. And the next question is, what happens that you don't expect if you're writing these down? Pause. All right, and we're back. And I'm going to have the, woman, the man and the woman arguing in a restaurant as my first example. What happens that you don't expect? Um, I'm going to say a car crashes through the <laughs> restaurant. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that one wouldn't be expected. Right, that is unexpected, and that is uh, it will it will change the tenor of their argument. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> because now uh, they have something different to talk about. Yeah, all right, would, your turn. That 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 made me think of um, uh, Anthony Robbins. Tony Robbins always telling people break your neurological habits by, you know, like if you're always getting in an argument with your spouse, do something stupid so that you break this this repetitive link. Mm-hmm. And until you scratch the record so badly that it can't be played again. So immediately I thought, yeah, that, that would definitely be <laughs> something that would help start breaking that link. Because the next time they start arguing about the same topic, they might just think about that car bursting into the restaurant and just start laughing. Yes. You know? Yes. Exactly. <laughs> good, good relationship advice. If you're always, you know, arguing with your spouse, see if you can arrange to have a car crash into the restaurant. <laughs> Not really. No, not really. Don't do that. Don't do this at home. (laughs) Okay, so I'm going to go with the the idea of what we were already expecting. So, um, man in haunted house being spooked by a ghost. We expect it to be because there's always this build up, and if he's this is the first time he's in there, then you don't want to give away the ghost too soon. So it's usually like, oh, it's another person, or oh, it's a cat. So. In this instance, I'm going to make one of the sounds he heard another person, but it's a ghost hunter in in his house. Nice. Okay, you don't and, expect that. Yeah, and he was not. He did not know that they were there. And it's like, what the hell are you doing here? So yeah, there's already a ghost hunting team in the house, and they think he also is a ghost. Oh. So everybody just scared the crap out of each other. That's awesome. Yes, but there are still noises that are going on that, you know, they have to discover are not each other. Yeah. Yeah, but that, that gives you a nice little bit of, of early humor. Yes. So that when you scare the crap out of somebody later, yeah. You, yeah. You've got, yeah. Very nice. Okay. Sapient cat trying to escape hunter dogs in the wilderness. What don't you accept, expect? Um, that the sapient cat will uh, turn the tables on the dogs and start hunting them. So that's going to be my what I don't expect, is all of a sudden the cat goes against its nature as a cat, which is afraid of dogs, and starts hunting the dogs. 
It's figured out a, a plan. It's got a. It's got an idea, and it is now circling back around to get them. All right. All right. Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna go with. Um, I have an idea for this one, and it's using the same idea. So the woman wakes up from a bad dream and ruminates. Mm-hmm. So she has this bad dream. The reader's already read it. She wakes up. She starts to ruminate on it when sounds from the bad dream happen in the house while she's awake. So that's, it's, it might not be something that you're really expecting, but it's something that we can all relate to for damn sure. Yeah. Yeah. That you were dreaming, but that something from reality intruded into your dream and woke you up and it wasn't a bad dream. It was a bad reel. Yeah. Or, yeah. or there was a, a, a real honest reason why you were having that dream with the weird sounds. Nice. So, yeah, nice. That's sense. very good. Okay. My third one is girls sitting at a table alone thinking, what happens that you don't expect? Well, um, <laughs> the, the options here are amazing. Let's say that as she is sitting at the table thinking, she looks out the window and sees somebody being dragged, screaming and kicking into a car and abducted. For some reason, I thought one of, the, one of your things was going to have aliens. Um, well, one of them might, but I'm not <laughs> there yet. I, well, yeah. With a sapien cat, I think we've kind of got aliens yeah, somewhere in in a this. way, yeah, definitely. <laughs> But yeah, I, I, that that one's you could definitely see where your mind is because there's always these abduction scenarios and stuff. And this is mm-hmm. why I shared um, a meme on Instagram a while ago, and I don't know, you know, how many of the writers are following me on there. But yeah, it was my mom called two times. It's the one I sent to you. My mom <laughs> called two times and I didn't answer. So I'm assuming the helicopter that just flew over my house is the search team. <laughs> That is literally Holly. That is, she, if, if I don't get like the text messages, she'll call my husband and she'll call, she'll call me if my phone's dead. She freaks out because she calls Tony and he's like, yeah, she's right here. Phone's dead. But yeah, that's, that's why, because it's always the abduction scenario. It's always the people murdering people scenario. I've lived in places where that was the thing. So yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I, you don't you don't get away from that. That just gets dragged Added as a track your, into yeah. your brain. Um, so mine was uh, we're going to mine next, right? The man yes. man driving a woman to a place, and they're discussing, you know, whatever the plot is. Um, I think one of the more obvious things would be to have them have an accident. So I don't want to do that. Okay. Um, I'm going to have them witness an accident. Uh, and or what looks like an accident. But then one of the drivers gets out and shoots the other driver in the head and heads towards them because they're witnesses. Wow. Okay. That's a big deal. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> That's a nice, nice twist. Okay. So now we're going to go to the third question. And the third question, if you're writing these down, get ready. It's what, what happens that's boring? Okay. And my first one, man and woman arguing in a restaurant. Um, he 
says, uh, I, I don't care. I, I love her more than you, and I'm leaving you. And that's why they were arguing in the restaurant. But that is really how cliche. Yeah, you, you can always make something like that interesting with the rest of the plot, with maybe the, the particular dialogue that mm-hmm. is used. Um, maybe it's just very out of character. But there's a lot you have to set up for that kind of cliched thing to be interesting. Right. Unless you're starting off a romance novel with that scene and this, this husband of 16 years is leaving his wife for... You know, for the twenty-something, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which still, again, is is a cliche beginning. It is. It is, unless the girl shoots him. <laughs> yeah, that's a hell of a way to start a romance novel. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, because the next chapter, thirty years later, after she gets out of jail. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> I think you'd get intentional manslaughter for that. Because, again, it wasn't, like, pre-planned or anything. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, hi, surprise, happy dinner. Don't choke on your dessert. But, uh... yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. Sorry for all the blood and mess. No, just keep eating. <laughs> okay. So that's that's the boring thing that... Yeah, that's the boring <clears throat> thing. That was she didn't shoot him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the man in haunted house being spooked by a ghost. I'm going to keep going with the with that twist idea that there's these ghost hunters in the house. The boring thing that would ex- that that would happen is the dialogue. Why are you here? Why are you here? I'm a ghost hunter. Oh, I just bought this house. You know, and like the the you there's a good way to do it, and then there's this way to do it that kills the tension in the scene because everybody was hearing these noises Mm -hmm. so the introduction if you want to do it at all would be pretty boring i I think that that's the expected thing that is also very boring is that it kills the tension in the scene yes yes very nice okay sapient cat trying to hunt escape hundred dogs in the wilderness the boring thing would be the cat climbs a tree (laughs) (laughs) yeah I was going to say, yeah, because most, most dogs can't really climb trees. Right. So, okay, cats, cats climbed the tree. He's up in the tree. Okay, so what happens next? <laughs> you should have the, the dogs climb the tree. That'd be like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, that would be different. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but this is what is boring. Right. So, yeah. This is what is boring. So, um, Okay, so a woman wakes up from a bad dream and ruminates still assuming that she's making all of these noises and stuff, or, or that the house is making all of these noises. That's that's a little twist area. But the boring part before that is her rehashing the dream she just had that the reader did see, because that's what I'm assuming. I'm assuming that as a writer, I have written a dream. She wakes up from it. She starts rehashing parts of it. She hears the noise. The boring part is the rehash. A mm-hmm. lot of fiction seems to have that rehash in it even from very good writers sometimes oh yeah you'll, yeah you'll see two characters that that you have been following get together and discuss what they know and it's frustrating because it's like oh my freaking god i already know all this crap let's right. get on with it right because they you saw them each doing their things yeah they don't we need don't to get have to, to 
Yeah, we don't have to see them explain it to each other. That is one of those things that comes in that that movie movies call suspension of disbelief. Mm-hmm. Um, it's you don't have to see it to know that it happened. That is something that you would assume would happen once they met up and realized, like, oh, hey, we're going through this this thing, and we have each have pieces of the puzzle. Let's talk about it. You can set it up so that you you know what's going to happen next the reader knows that they're going to have a discussion about it and then the next time that they're talking they they're they're maybe planning on on how to move forward exactly you know and if one of them has hidden a piece from the other person then they can they can just kind of hint towards that in a way maybe one of them is like ah oh, but i didn't tell him about this maybe i should no you know yeah but yeah, yeah. that's that's I don't know how in the world I got there. <laughs> it's okay. But, yeah. Go ahead. Um, yours. Okay. Um, finally, the girl sitting at the table alone thinking, uh, what happens that's boring? We get to see what she's thinking about. That's yeah. all we do is we just sit there and we watch her think. Um, yeah. So, so mine with the man and the woman. Oh, man. I just sort of covered what I already... I'm just going to use what I already talked about in the last the last one. Okay. Which um, the boring part of the last one was her thinking about the dream that we've already seen. Oh, right. That's how I got there. Okay. So the man driving woman to a place and they're discussing before the accident, before the person that, you know, comes towards them with a gun, the boring part would be them discussing what the reader has already seen, which is what I was yeah, just talking about. There you go. Yeah. Okay. So, um, once again, the, the, the third question is what happens that's boring. Now, now, what would make it not boring, okay? So, the man and the woman are arguing in a restaurant. He dumps her, and, uh, well, I kind of gave that with she shoots him, but let's do with something. Let's say that this is a romance novel. Um, she stands up, and she says, thank you. <laughs> yeah, would not expect that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And th- this is before the car crashes in? Yeah, no, this is this is the separate one where he's, he had taken her to the, the restaurant and said, um, you know, I'm leaving you for the, the 20-something. Oh, you, you're creating different ones each I'm time. I'm creating different ones Very each time. Very cool. Very yeah. cool. That gives it kind of like, that gives people different options. Like, they can follow the way that I'm doing it with the, the specific mm-hmm. plans or you're, you're doing it with different ones every time. That's right. neat. Okay, cool. Right. So yeah. So she just says, uh, "Thank you, thank you." Um, I was trying to trying to figure out some polite way to get out of our relationship because I am <laughs> sick of you. Uh, so yeah, thank you, thank you very much, and thanks for the dinner. I appreciate it, and uh, I think I'll skip dessert. Yeah, leaves him with the check. Yeah, yeah. Well, cheaters pay. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So man in a haunted house being spooked by a ghost. Now you said how to not make it boring. Mm-hmm. So what I'm going to say is the introduction stage that kills the tension is the boring part. So um, I'm going to have him, you know, be like the the main character. He's he's going to see these other people. He's going to be like, what the hell are you doing in my house? Who are you? What And, and why are you making so much noise? And the person and he sees the other people coming out behind him and starts to get frightened because he sees so many people. And then the noise happens again, 
And then all of those people look scared too. And the one guy just points at his chest and there's an emblem for Ghost Hunter, whatever Perfect. Ghost Hunter thing. Yeah. So yes. that way you get the introduction, you know a little bit about who these people are and that they are not responsible for the noise. <laughs> Beautiful. Yes, that's cool. Okay. Uh, so let's see. We have the sapient cat. The cat ran up the tree. Um, and the dogs are chasing and they're heading towards the tree. And the cat crawls into his machine gun nest and starts <laughs> shooting. Ah, cats so, with machine guns. And hands. I was going to say, this is another one of your things with cats with thumbs. Yep, yep. That's my, my nightmare. That would be uh, the cat with hands from my very first novel. Yes. And yes. Fire in the mist, our hell. <laughs> our hell <Yes>. world. <laughs> uh, all righty. So, um, yeah, I just, again, Batman with hands. No, Jeeves with hands. Jeeves with hands. Jeeves with hands would be the worst. If you guys follow me on Instagram, you will see all of my little stories about Jeeves the cat. If you haven't seen them, you can follow me on um, Instagram and go on the saved stories. I've got a lot. He is creepy. <laughs> I love him. We, ha we spent like nearly $1,000 on him to fix his bladder issues because he had stones, but he's also evil. Yes. Yes. And for once, the background noises are not on my end. Uh, yes. Oh, the, they the haven't kid been. and the siren. The kid and the siren. That's fine. I have cats fighting here, too, so it's just going to be a hell of a podcast for people. <laughs> All well, right. I don't know. We had something going on out there because we had fire trucks go by. We had ambulances go by. At and... least they didn't park in your place. At least yes. it wasn't like, all right, guys, we had to skip the podcast this week, so we're throwing up the questions and answers. Also, Holly's house is burned down. Yes. <laughs> yeah, definitely knocking on wood here, like oh, literally yeah. again. <laughs> all right, so woman wakes up from a bad dream and ruminates. Um, how to make the part where she's thinking of her bad dream as not boring is oh I got a really cool idea I don't know how to word it um it's not her dream she just had ooh ooh and she, yeah and she knows it so she's thinking about it because she knows she just had somebody else's dream. Oh my God, that's awesome! That so that she she telepathically dragged in somebody else's. Oh, that's good. Yeah. yeah, and she's never done it before, and she doesn't know what the hell's going on, and then she still hears the noise in her house. Oh, very nice. Yeah, that's pretty fun. That is okay. Well, I have a girl sitting at the table alone, thinking, and I had her. Thinking, and you were hearing her thoughts, and they were boring thoughts because, well, she was just sitting and thinking about her day or whatever. So let's say that's not what she was thinking about. Let's say when we hear her thoughts, she is an assassin and is planning a murder. I was going to, oh, man, I wish I had somebody to bet money. I would have won just all of it. I'd be like, yeah, mom's going to have her have killed somebody. Mom's well, going to have her thinking about murder in some fashion. <laughs> That was in my head. <laughs> oh, I hate to be predictable. 
Yeah, so that's predictable. So come up with something else, Holly. Jeez. Okay. All right. So let me say, uh, let's see. She is sitting alone at a table. She's thinking, and she is thinking about escaping because she's been kidnapped. Oh, okay. That's cool. Especially sitting at, like alone at a table, you get this idea that that it's going to be this boring thing about her day, and it might mm-hmm. even start that way. And then, and then, bam! <laughs> like, yeah, she's the girl that's abducted from the other one. Ah, uh, where you very made cool. fun of me. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Uh, that that is the job of a daughter, though. So, like, <laughs> all right, man driving woman to a place, and they're discussing things. So again, this is before the accidents, um, and the guy with a gun coming towards them. So the 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 discussing things scenario that always happens. Two characters already know what their their storylines are. The mm-hmm. reader already knows what happened. So very simple way to make this not boring is to have them lie to each other and you don't understand the reason why they're lying to each other yet. Nice. That is much better. Yeah. It's just both of them have their own reasons for lying. You have no idea at this, no idea at this point what it is, but they both slightly tweak the story in a way that the reader goes, wait, 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 that did not happen. Right. That is a good twist. Okay, so question number four, one more time, was what would happen to make it not boring? The next question is what happens that changes your protagonist? And your protagonist, again, is the main character of your scene. It is not necessarily the main character of your story. So write that down. Right, right. So what happens that changes your main character or your, your, or your scene protagonist in this scene, okay? And with that, I'm going to go to man and woman arguing in a restaurant. Um, I can go back to the, she's getting a divorce, and she said, uh, yeah, thank you very much, but let's take that in a different direction. Let's say that the man and woman are arguing in a restaurant, and people break into the restaurant armed with weapons, and they shoot the guy. <laughs> So this changes the woman. Yeah. This, this, this changes her. This is a life-altering event. We don't know why these two people were arguing. It's the, we just met them. They were arguing. Some people run in and shoot the man. Yeah, that's, that does suck because especially if it's still this relationship that, that you're assuming that they have, if it's like husband and wife or whatever, and mm-hmm. they weren't arguing because he was cheating on her, right. then... The last interaction she had with him was a fight. Exactly. And a very traumatic death. <laughs> and, and yes, and she just saw somebody that she knew. I mean, we don't know the relationship, but we just saw somebody that she knew murdered in front of her by these people who then escape. Yeah, and people seeing murder happen in front of you anyway in general is going to be dramatic. But That's somebody horrifying. that you knew. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. Uh, way to bring a bummer into the podcast mom <laughs> all right let's see um what changes the character um the man in the haunted house being spooked by a ghost he's got his ghost hunters team there's a noise upstairs okay um gonna set up a little backstory without having it in here so this is kind of an additional thing here because it shows a little bit of exposition by action instead of 
because this guy just bought this house. And um, he's, you know, ghost hunters are there. We hear the noise. There's no interaction between them except for, you know, who the hell are you? Why are you in my house? And then the guy points to it. So, you know, they're ghost hunters. Mm-hmm. So they trepidatiously follow behind him. <laughs> Even though he is not a ghost hunter. Yes, but he is the homeowner. Yes, he's the homeowner. And he's like, maybe he'll like point upstairs with a flashlight. And and like the the main ghost hunter is like, after you, gesturing. (laughs) So he grumbles and he rolls his eyes and he walks upstairs while the guys are like tiptoeing five steps behind him. (laughs) And um, when he gets upstairs, it is his uh, long dead twin sister. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That'll change you. Yeah. So, and then you get the back, the backstory that his twin sister died a long time ago and that maybe possibly since he's never dealt with a ghost before by his actions and everything, this house is a part of his history. Wow. That's a good twist. Very nice. All right. Um, for my sapient cat trying to escape hunter dogs in the wilderness. Um, I am going to put them a scene forward. The sapient cat has shot the dogs. Um, I am going to, because that's, that's really a very limiting kind of scene. Um, there's only so many things you can do with that. So the sapient cat has escaped the dogs by shooting them out of the machine gun. Well, you've been changing it every time. Okay. Well, yeah, that's true. Um, Let's say that the sapient cat is, uh, where did he go? What did he do? Sapient cat finds a town. He, he manages, the dogs hunt him through the wilderness, but he finds a town. And he escapes into the town uh, and finds some sort of a shelter in the town. Uh, and I don't know whether he's pretending to be an ordinary kitty cat or, Probably, yeah. Yeah, you know, it runs up to it runs up to an old lady. There you go. Oh. He runs up to an old lady and he figurates between her legs in the way that cats do when they they are trying to ingratiate themselves with you. Yeah, and the dogs are coming behind. He he found me, you know, forty years from now. <laughs> yes. Oh, oh, good. It is cat number forty-five. Come, <laughs> Tony. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I don't have him anymore. He divorced me because of all of the cats. <laughs> it was that 30th. Yes. That's the one. And I don't know why I suddenly have a weird proper old lady accent. I don't whatever. Know. It was the cats. The cats did it to me. Oh boy. It made me crazy. Um, okay, so woman wakes up from a bad dream and ruminates. Um, this is what changes her. Well, yeah, I've, I kind of already created that. You did, yeah. Yeah, so we'll just go back to using that same thing, that, that neat little way to not make it boring is also what changes her, yeah. which is cool because a lot of times in fiction, one thing can serve multiple purposes. This is so, very true. Yeah, she's she's never telepathically had somebody else's dream, but she she knows that that's what happened, and there's a noise in her house. So she's like completely messed up because of the dream mm-hmm. and then she's also got to worry about like wait why why is there a noise in my house <laughs> this is a really bad night 
<laughs> yes. All right. Well, so then let's see what happens that changes your protagonist. I've got the girl sitting at the table alone thinking. Um, she's kidnapped. She is. Uh, well, you, you were changing things again. Yeah, so that's you, it true. She doesn't have to be kidnapped. Um, okay, yeah, so she doesn't have to be kidnapped. So she's just sitting, she's on vacation. Um, she is sitting at it, and yeah, she is on vacation. She's outside. It's a nice table. Um, and all of a sudden, out in the ocean, she sees a shark fin. Just okay. Rise and fall. Just that's all. Just, she just sees a shark fin. I was terrified you were going to go with tsunami because no. I have those nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have too. I have too. That's, yeah, well, you live in South Florida. You have those nightmares. Oh, I had them from when I was little. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. It's just some weird water thing. Um, yeah, I like that because the change can be very subtle. Yeah. It doesn't have to be big. It doesn't right. have to be a tsunami. Yeah. yeah. But she, we, we by, by introducing that, she knows that it is a shark fin. Not a dolphin fin. There's a difference in the shape, and she recognizes the shape. She knows it's a shark fin. Yeah, okay. so that, that also kind of tells you a little bit about the character. Mm-hmm. Because Without... a lot of people don't mm-hmm. don't know the difference. Right. Um, all right, so... <clears throat> Man driving woman to a place. They're discussing things. They're lying to each other. The car accident happens in front of them mm-hmm. and that alone would kind of alter their states but the man coming out with the gun and shooting the driver and heading towards them that's that's oh, gonna be a change yeah that's that changes you right there that does so that counts yeah, yeah. I, I could add further I think I'm gonna add further intrigue sure go ahead the main character is the female <clears throat> And the, while she is scared shitless and like, oh my God, what, what is happening? The male character frowns, hits the gas and, and, and pushes her head down while he ducks and they end up, you know, the guy shoots at the car, misses because they're both ducked and the guy hits the, the, the assassin and then, you know, like their car's totaled probably because they just hit a dead they just hit a, a human body that's now flopping over the the car and they probably end up hitting the the other accident too yeah so, nice nice save of, though yeah lots of conf, uh, lots of conflict <laughs> yes all right okay so that is one more time uh what happens that changes your scene protagonist okay and so our next question now is going to be what happens that changes your antagonist? And this is another <laughs> another way of going in and looking at a scene. It depends on what the antagonist of the scene is. And remember, the antagonist is not necessarily a person. So um, my first one, I am going to take my man and a woman argue in a restaurant. And this time, the antagonist is not going to be a person. It's not going to be the man and the woman arguing. It is going to be um a a power outage where all of a sudden there is a boom a loud boom close by and the power goes out that is the antagonist in that scene becomes the question what just happened what what shifted this scene from being about two people arguing 
to being about something bad that went boom and the power just went just dead everything dead black just there so, there is yeah so re repeat the question for people <clears throat> okay the question in that is what happens that changes your antagonist and this is changing the understanding of the antagonist. One of the two characters, when they're arguing, is going to look like the antagonist, but you shift the direction of the, she of the scene by throwing in something like a, a, a power outage, an earthquake, where all of a sudden this, this petty people bickering in a restaurant thing becomes something big that just happened. And it shifts them from being protagonist and antagonist to two potential protagonists in a scene where something bigger has just occurred. It's a very, very good explanation and something that a lot of things don't cover. It's just a way to make your fiction deeper and have mm -hmm. more levels. Exactly. Um, so my idea was the man in the haunted house, ghost hunter scared behind him, sees his long dead twin sister attempts to communicate with her she looks sad and scared but also happy to see him and then the ghost hunters rush in and she disappears because they're trying to get proof of of her existence so so that makes them the antagonist yep. yeah nice. instead of the ghost that was originally the antagonist yeah yeah very cool Okay, what happens that changes your antagonist? A uh, sapient cat weaving his way in and around the, the legs of the woman in the town. Um, <clears throat> and she puts him into a bag. <laughs> she whips out a bag and dumps the cat into a bag. So she is, he mistook her for a kindly little old lady, and the you thought the dogs were the antagonist, but she is in cahoots and has just captured him. And not me in 40 years then. Unless <laughs> no. I wanted to keep him, then I might put him in a bag and be like, yay, number 42. <laughs> the answer to all life. Um, okay, so woman wakes up from a bad dream and ruminates so... Um, this one is, is difficult. The antagonist originally to me would be the dream. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm going to have her hear the noise and she gets up and maybe like originally she was scared because she just came out of this dream that she knows is somebody else's dream. And then she gets angry. And she grabs the flashlight, the big, you know, one foot and a half long, the thing completely that could be a metal. Weapon. Yeah, the magnite, maglite, I think it's called. Yeah. Uh, flashlight does not turn it on. Slowly opens the door, real, so real quiet-like. Walks into the house, into the open area, sees a figure, and bashes it on the head nice mean mean yeah. but nice but I now like i don't know that she we don't know if the person she just hit is the antagonist or if she has become the antagonist of the scene mm -hmm. 
but whatever it was, she she knew after that dream haze went away what this thing was in her house. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. All right. Um, let me see. I've got the uh, same question. What happens that changes your antagonist? I've got the girl sitting at a table, at a table alone thinking. This is a scene that, as written, has no antagonist. So I have to introduce an antagonist. And let's say um, this time she is thinking about her ex-boyfriend. What changes her thoughts about him since she is thinking, and what makes this a scene that's interesting, is she just discovered that he is uh, secretly... No, no, no. I'm having a hard time with this one. Let me, let me bounce some ideas off here. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. I mean, this is, this is she, a good example for people, too. Yeah, let's do it. So she's sitting alone at a table. Where's the table? We, did, we have not defined the table for her in this place. Um, at the moment, okay, so she's at the beach. Um, and she was, oh, yeah, okay. I, uh, I don't want to use the shark again. Um, she's thinking about her boyfriend. She's at the beach. Uh, there might have been a shark in the water, but what changes, what changes is that she's thinking, she thinks I would rather be in the water with the shark than run into that guy again. I think I'd have a better chance of surviving. So we Ooh. don't know who the ex-boyfriend <clears throat> is. Yeah. But. But you uh, just made that stupid, like, cliched thing much more interesting. Yeah. Not that it's that. Not that it's always stupid and cliche. Because again, it's how you write it. Yeah. It's also the backstory of the character. It's also the conflict of the novel, the mm-hmm. point of the novel. So I'm not saying that it's stupid. I'm just, it, it is a cliche that is often done wrong, and you have just taken that and made it a lot more interesting. Right. The way that it is most frequently done wrong is the character wakes up and sits at the table and drinks her coffee and thinks about what she's going to do that day. Or she thinks about what she did yesterday. Or um, she, she thinks about just her, her, her life and her appearance and how... how her, her boyfriend it yeah. would be a lot of the thoughts of the boyfriend. And the thing about the, the, um, the easy fix for the what I did yesterday is just show yesterday instead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, show, show. This is this is an example of telling. When you are sitting there and you are having a character think about the story instead of just having the character live through it. Yeah, I had a um, a writer that had a book published out, 600 pages, and was looking for reviews because it's hard to get reviews on Amazon if you're, you know, you don't have a big backlist and you don't have a lot of purchases. So she gave me the book for free for a review mm-hmm. and this was years and years ago like six or seven years ago and it was literally all telling yeah. the character would come home every single day that's all you ever saw was her house except at the very end when everything was a dream oh no and she was talking to a psychiatrist oh no and it was a vampire novel and literally all of it was just her thinking about her days and then at the very end all of that 
was just a dream and she was talking to her her, her therapist. Right. That it of just like, oh my god. Yeah. That taught me a lot. Right. Well, which is which is one of the reasons why you want to belong to a writer's group and why you want to put your work in front of them and listen to what they tell you and why you want to read their work and see what they're doing and see if you can figure out what they're doing wrong that you're doing wrong too. Yeah. The, the, I told her too. I'm like, all of this is... Because I didn't leave a review. I wasn't going to leave a review for that. No. That, was, that would be not good. So I told her... Everything in here is is telling. You need to actually show these things happening. It, it engages the reader, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, okay, but what about the fact that she's telling all of this stuff to the therapist at the end? That was her reasoning, she said, for having everything being told. Oh, God. Yeah. I'm like, it doesn't work like that. No. And she's like, well, I like it, so I'm going to leave it like this. Okay. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I mean, there's only so much you can do. That's it. <laughs> but yeah, that's definitely not a reason. You still, if, if that is the ending you're going with. That's a cheat. Yeah, it, it really is to have everything be a dream. Yeah, it was all a dream. That is one of the big automatic rejections for every legitimate publisher on the planet. If, yeah. if, if they tell you it is was if you have a story that ends with and it was all a dream and they accept it it's a scam publisher there are no <laughs> exceptions to this rule yeah i can't think of a single one no I just uh yeah so i mean that is deservedly an automatic rejection and and probably get your name on a blacklist oh we oh got God. another manuscript from that person just send it back <laughs> Um, so what we were doing, we got, I got a little off topic there, but we are. Yeah. It's what happens that changes your antagonist. Changes your antagonist. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think, yeah, I already did the dreams. So we're doing man driving a woman. Okay. So this is the one where the guy has caused the accident, um, and is coming at them. And beforehand they were talking and they were both lying to each other. And now the guy has run over the dude and the main character, the female protagonist, is looking behind them like, like just she's already like already in enough shock because the accident, the murder, the fact that the the dude that she thought she knew just ran over him, and he pulls out a gun and tells her not to get out, and points it at her. Whoa. Whoa. Okay, this just became some sort of weird spy epic. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so let's go to question number seven. All right. What happens that changes the conflict? This is a different way of going at the same thing. So I'm going to go back and revisit each of the different scenes I've done and come up with a different kind of conflict this time. And uh, if you're writing these down, that's a pause. What happens that changes the conflict? This is, um, again, this is not, conflict is not argument. Conflict can contain argument, but the conflict has to be about something. It cannot just be the argument. So uh, my first two people are, or my first situation is two people arguing in a restaurant. 
And uh, I actually kind of did one with changing the conflict in which uh, something hit and the lights went out. But let's, I want to go a little deeper into that. Well, yeah, let's, let's just mention briefly too, we changed the antagonist in the Mm -hmm. last, in the last one. Right. Because that was changing the, the something happened. Yeah. The something that happened put these two people on the same side. They were arguing, but then they ended up being on the same side as people who were in a bad situation all of a sudden where something has changed. So let's take a little look at... Well, yeah, because that's... My point was, though, that that automatically changes the conflict. Right, right. So let's do it from not a changing the antagonist point of view. I don't understand what you mean. Okay, so let's not change the antagonist. Let's only find a way to change the conflict. Oh, okay, where they are sitting there and arguing and there's not, uh, there's no power outage, there's nothing. Well, is that possible? Because if not, then we're just repeating what we just did with the other one. Okay. So, um, sure. Okay, so, so what I'm going to do this time is I'm going to have my man and my woman arguing in a restaurant. And that's it. There's no, no backstory. There's nobody, no guns blazing, no car came through the thing, no, uh, no blackout, no anything. It's just, um, they are sitting there and arguing and their conflict at that time is, is the argument. So how do I change that conflict to something that actually is meaningful? Without it being another antagonist. Yeah. Right. Um, so they are arguing, let's, let's see, let's go back to the, the, I want a divorce analogy or the, 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 I want a divorce scenario. story scenario. Yeah. Um, where he says, I want a divorce. She stands up and says, thank you. He says, what do you mean? Thank you. She says, well, um, you know, now that you have already, you're paying for this crap, uh, I'm going to go find somebody else. And in fact, I already have a couple of people in mind. And in fact, um, I have uh, been doing little things on my own, on the side, anyway. But now that you're already paying for it and everything. But and, that does change the antagonist. Oh, yeah, that does. Yeah, right. It was, it was changing the conflict. Yeah. See, it just that's that's why it just seems to make this so much more difficult. And I think that it's good to show people that this struggle. Right. Okay. So so let's let's go back to. He wants a divorce. She says thank you. Okay, but change the conflict. And he goes. Wait. Wait. That's not how you're supposed to act. You're supposed to be upset. She said, "You don't love me." Uh, you don't want to be with me? Well, you know, better I know that than that I don't. He says, well, maybe I'm acting prematurely. Maybe, maybe, um, maybe this is a mistake. Maybe, maybe we should give this another try. And she says, no, I don't think so. And all of a sudden... Yeah, the dude that wanted the divorce now wants to stay with her, but the conflict has changed and she doesn't want to stay with him. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that changes the conflict. Okay, your turn. Yeah, this is this is hard. Yes. Changing the conflict without changing the antagonist of the scene. It's it's kind of kind of like a neat challenge. 
So my man in the haunted house being spooked by a ghost, when I changed the antagonist using the ghost hunters to chase away the twin sister, mm-hmm. what I will do instead is, and trying not to make this obvious, but it's going to have to be a little obvious, is that he's excited to see his twin sister. He, you know, obviously he knew she was dead. Um, and he is just overcome by emotion, but she being the antagonist for the whole scene that's been making all these noises, that's been scaring people, Mm -hmm. attempts to attack him. Whoa. Okay. So she remains the antagonist, but that changes the conflict. Yeah. And it, and she was... She looked like herself originally. So that that's how you can make it not expected is because twins, you know, they lived f- for a uh, decent time together. She's It's not like she was an infant. She was maybe, you know, 10, 11, something like that. Mm-hmm. And so she still had the face and she was looking at him like, you know, oh, it's my brother. And then yeah. so the attack came out of nowhere and he was not expecting it. Very nice. Okay. All right. Uh, we've got the sapient cat. We've got the sapient cat in the bag. All right. Well, that now. was changing the antagonist. So it's still the sapient cat running away from the dogs. Dogs. Okay. I want to change the conflict. Okay. Without changing the antagonist. So the dogs are still the antagonist. The cat is... But I changed the conflict. Okay. Okay. The dogs are chasing the cat. The cat is running away. But the dogs are trying to rescue the cat. They're ah. St. Bernard's. But and no, they... that's, changing the con- that's changing the antagonist again. Oh, fuck. <laughs> see, see, this is very difficult. Folks. Yeah, changing. Okay, so changing, changing the conflict. I mean, you can keep the protagonist the same and just change the conflict in the protagonist's favor like you did with the Mm -hmm. other one. Right. Okay. Well, actually, that would be a pretty good example of changing the conflict without changing the antagonist would be the old woman uh, who who then puts the cat into a bag. No, that changes the antagonist. Yeah. Still gotta be. It's still gotta be the dogs. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Is like if you go back to your original cat with machine gun hands, cat with hands and a machine gun. Right. That is changing the conflict in the cat's favor. Right. Without changing the antagonist, because the dogs are still trying to eat them. Yeah. Although I do have to say, I, I want to know the story of the dogs that are chasing the cat that are trying to rescue it, because I really like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that too. I think I'll, I'll see if I can use that a little farther down the line because that's kind of <laughs> cool. But yeah, okay. So the just changing the conflict is um, mind is a blank. I mean, if the cat has hands, what extra powers do the dogs have? Uh, they could be robotic dogs. Oh, wow. Yeah. I did not expect that. Yes. And the cat didn't know about it? Right. Does that mean they have laser eyes? Yes. Oh, fuck. 
Yeah, so when he breaks out the machine gun, they break out the laser eyes. Yeah, it doesn't do any damage. Right. Nice. So that's increasing the conflict twice. Right. And increasing the... um, the hard hardness level of that yeah that level cat just moved to hard mode yeah yeah they they were convincing dogs but they're they're when he shoots them with the machine gun the 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 fake skin all peels off and it's very obvious that they are robotic dogs with laser eyes there you go <laughs> it's about as believable as the sapient cat so it's like right on the same level yeah, pretty much and it's actually just as scary as the cat with hands to me so <laughs> yes um okay so mine i had changed the woman with the bad dream um that knows that she's had somebody else's dream i had changed the antagonist to either her or this other person in the house we don't know necessarily but considering it was her point of view it would have been the person in the house most yeah. likely oh here comes batman um are you done thank you and jeeves um so we go back to the dream being the antagonist but i have to change a conflict and the original conflict with the dream and then the noises in the house. Mm-hmm. So I guess at that point, which conflict is it? Is it the dream or cause I, I kind of changed the conflict when I added the noises. Right. So I can go back, say there's no noises. Mm-hmm. It's her waking up having had this dream. That's somebody else's dream. Yeah, somebody else's dream. So the conflict is the bad dream. I've already changed it once with the noise, so I can't use that. The bad dream she knows is somebody else's. This has never happened before. Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to talk it out myself right. to find where i could change the conflict and i'm sure some listeners are going oh do this do this do this i i, I don't <laughs> i don't have that in my brain yet i'm sorry so i know she starts to put together because when you wake up there's this fog and you remember specific parts of the dream sometimes first And you have to sit there and remember parts of the dream before other parts come to you. Mm -hmm. So she knows that this is somebody else's dream. This is the first time it's ever happened. So obviously that part is hitting her pretty hard. Then she starts to walk through hazily the dream. So I'm going to assume that in this case, I have not shared the entire dream Mm -hmm. with the reader. Yes. Um, And then she realizes that the other person whose dream she had she knows and that it might be prophetic she's worried that it is a prophetic dream and this person is going to die so maybe she's worried that she didn't share a dream but instead was seeing something happening oh okay okay yeah where where i'm not sure what this is yeah. Was this a dream or was this reality? Yeah. Was That's this... a nice conflict. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. 
That's good. Okay. Uh, I've got my girl sitting alone at the table and she's thinking. She is at the beach. She has identified a shark. Uh, and I am going to keep the boyfriend in as, well, I'd rather be I'd rather be in the ocean with the shark than run into him again. Okay, so then the conflict, she goes in, she gets into the ocean. She goes into the ocean with the shark. She actually does it. Wow, wow, holy crap. Yeah. Uh, is this her only scene? <laughs> um, well, we don't know that yet, but that changes the conflict. Yeah. Because it's But a, it also you, changes the antagonist. No. Okay, so the antagonist no. of the scene is the shark. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So okay. yeah, the the hint of boyfriend of really bad boyfriend in the background is just he was not an antagonist. He was just I would rather be in there with the shark and then she does it. And that changes the conflict. Okay, so I changed the antagonist by having the man pull out the gun. Right. And pointed at her and then the dumb dumbo. So instead going back to the original conflict, um, where the original antagonist is the assassin, mm-hmm. I'm gonna still say that he ran him over. Mm-hmm. You know. And she is sitting there like, Holy crap, what did you just do? Oh my god. And he is, you know, white knuckling the steering wheel, hyperventilating and can't talk. Okay. Because that is, that to me would be a natural reaction to, you know, not just having the instinct to protect yourself and whoever else was in the car, Mm -hmm. possibly from seeing other movies, possibly, you know, just being (laughs) that person. Also having just possibly killed a person, you know, and he, he's freaking out he's non-responsive he's going through i guess shock pretty instantaneously mm-hmm. and then she hears a bullet uh, the gunshot so somehow that dude is still alive the person who just basically saved their lives for a moment is complete tra- traumatic shock instantaneously and she is left to her own devices to, to try to save them now. It's her and turn. now it's on her. That's a good change of conflict. Very nice. All right. So uh, let's go to question number eight. And this... How many questions are there? Eleven. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be a long episode. All right, yeah. let's go. <laughs> okay. Question number eight. What happens that changes the setting? All right. So, um, for my first one, I've got a man and woman arguing in the restaurant. Um, and then the restaurant, uh, takes off. It was a spaceship. (laughs) Ah! And they are now captives in the spaceship. Oh, so they didn't know it was a spaceship. They had no idea. They had no idea. It was a trap. It was it was a building to say hey new restaurant grand opening, um, everybody so we is get in aliens. there. We got yes. aliens in there somehow. <laughs> yes, exactly. And they have, uh, and it was the grand opening of the restaurant. And uh, there are these two idiots are sitting in there having an, an argument uh, with all of these rich and famous people at this spiffy new, and all of a sudden, the restaurant takes off. 
And that, by changing your setting, also changes your conflict. Yes. Because, what the fuck? I don't yeah. think whatever they were arguing about matters now. Exactly. Unless it was, I don't believe in aliens. Because then the other person's going to be like, booyah, bitch. <laughs> that's, 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 that's a win right there. Yes. I Oh, my God. That I, okay, I am putting this out to the universe right now. All of you listeners, wish this really hard for me. Next time I argue with Tony about ghosts being real, please, please let us see a ghost. <laughs> we have had this, this discussion many times, many, many times. And he's like, I just have to see it to believe it. All right. All right. Come on, universe. Let's see that ghost. <laughs> Speaking of ghosts, man in haunted house being spooked by ghosts. All right. So the setting is his home his childhood home um i think it kind of actually changed the setting in a way when it was just a dude who bought a house mm -hmm. by discovering his long dead twin sister um it changes the setting in the reader's mind anyway right because now we know there's this this story in the background but so i i think that even though that I, i'm gonna do another one mm -hmm. i think that that kind of counts yeah. Um, because yeah, in that it was from the reader's perspective, but we have to yeah. get it changed from the character's perspective now. Yeah, yeah. So, um, again, I, this is a, again, it's a subtle change, but just having well, no, because when he bought the house, it was kind of spooky. Mm -hmm. He was like, "Oh wow, okay, yeah, so our house really or this house really spooky." So that didn't change. Um, changing the setting, and I'm trying to do it subtly so I can stick with the theme of the story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my God. Jeeves. <laughs> Jeeves. Um, oh, okay. So here is a subtle, subtle change. Not so subtle, but... Um, after the attack, they've all, you know, kind of like, oh my God, wow, because she attacked him. Mm -hmm. Um, minutes after, or, or like not even a full minute, they start to smell smoke. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So Good. kind of subtle, but not really also because then you're immediately thinking fire, oh shit, you know, something mm -hmm. like that. So. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Okay, very good. Okay, sapient cat trying to <laughs> escape hunter dogs in the wilderness. Um, so how here's do I funny. You did change the setting already once. Yeah. Because when the lady, when he was twisting around, he was in the, quote, town on the street with her. And mm -hmm. then she shoved him in the bag. So technically that's changing the setting for the main character. Yes, but being inside the bag, but yes. that's I want to change yeah, the setting. Yeah, do it again. Yeah, yeah, I'm just I'm I'm trying to point out different ways that we've already done this to other readers or other listeners so that they can kind of see that there's just it's a melange as Tony likes to say. <laughs> yes it is. Um uh, and and not the spice from no. Dune. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's nerd points if you get that. Okay. Sapient cat trying to escape hunter dogs in the wilderness. And the thing that I want to change here is the wilderness. 
Um, our understanding is that these are hunter dogs. We are not, they are not going to be robotic dogs this time, but the wilderness is going to be virtual reality. The cat is, uh, trying to escape hunter dogs in the wilderness. And then the virtual reality thing flickers out and we have the, 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 the sapient cat, um, pulls off the training rig and goes, well, that was a, that, that did not work as well as we had hoped. Ah, oh, so the character can know about the change. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that, that's cool because I didn't know that that one was an option. Yeah. Um, well, you can, you can do anything <laughs> if you are just, this is a, a case just, of practicing with variables yeah. when looking at your scenes with, yeah. okay, well, what if I change this element? What if I change just this element? Well, if I change just this element, can I change this element? Yes. Yes, you yeah. can. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's just, I was, I, I had a very, very, uh, a pretty narrow, I thought it was like a change to the, um, scene to the setting that the character didn't know about. So it was yeah. going to change it for that character, but it still changes it for the character, even if they do know about it. Right. So, okay. Um, a woman wakes up from the bad dream. Okay. I'm going to go all the way to her hearing the noise getting angry, grabbing the magnite, not turning it on, opening the door, bashing the guy's head in, and then you hear, cut. Nice. <laughs> Just, yeah. So, movie yeah. scene. There you go. Yep. There you go. Because that changes, that instantly cha changes your reader's understanding of what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, girl at the table sitting alone and thinking. Uh, girl... The setting, uh, we have her at the beach, it's an ocean, there's a shark, uh, she is in the ocean, and If the some... shark eats her, doesn't that change the setting? <laughs> it She's does, in but shark. inside of shark's stomach is not really, in pieces, is not really where we want to go with this. And the, some guy in a boat sees her do this and drags her to the boat. Very that, okay, cool. Yeah. All right, so um, this one's funny, and you'll see why in a second. So I left off the the man and the woman. He's in shock. He's you know white knuckling the the steering wheel. There's a gunshot. They've just run him over, and they've kind of hit the other car. But the engine, she can hear it is still going because his foot is still on the the thing. So mm -hmm. she takes the the wheel jerks it even though he's he's holding on really tight it moves the car takes off because it's no longer up against i guess whatever semi or huge truck that would stop it from going somewhere mm -hmm. um and people who know about cars are like this isn't accurate i don't care this is just off the top <laughs> of my head yes i'll you're, make you're, it more you're... accurate there's black ice on this on the freaking on the the um, bridge. There's, there's black ice. Okay, so it can happen. Anyway, I don't know. So she she turns the wheel. The car shoots off off of the bridge and into the water. That there, yeah, that's a that's that's changing so, the setting. That's bad. Technically, they're still in the car, 
mm-hmm. but it has changed the setting to car on street to car in water. Yeah. And now she has to find out a way. I feel so bad for this girl. Now yeah. she has to find a way to save her unresponsive, in shock friend who's refusing to let go of the steering wheel and herself and not get shot when they come out of the car. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what I would call a bad day. Yeah, that's what I would call one of Holly's books. <laughs> Not me. Yes, I actually kind of did that once. Anyway, okay. Um, so now we are going to question eight. No, nine. Nine. What happens that the character doesn't see? And this oh, is where, that. yeah, you as the writer... Uh, you don't have to put this in the scene. You just have to know that it's there so that in the next scene, you can show it. So, okay. Uh, My first one is man and woman arguing in a restaurant. Um, Let's see, what happens that they don't see? In the kitchen... Somebody poisons their food. Is this also on the spaceship still? No, this is this is Damn. a completely different thing. I'm starting now. I'm, I'm, I'm to see everything. <laughs> you know, so far, so far, I am never going to a restaurant ever again. <laughs> the car, the blackout, the alien spaceship, the poison food. <laughs> Just staying home and cooking. <laughs> okay, so your turn. Man in Haunted House being spooked by a ghost. So I'm going to go back to her being scared by the ghost hunters. Um, And he's mad and yelling at them um, and demanding their stuff because he owns the property. They didn't have the rights to be there. And they were there illegally. They were trespassing. They don't have the right to use any of the footage or anything that they just got. And one of the dudes pockets the video. Wow. The the DVD chip or video or whatever the kids use these days. <laughs> yeah. Confiscates the cell phone. Well, they would be using professional equipment at least. Okay. Well, but who knows? No. You, you know what? Maybe, maybe they're all using cell phones and, and one of them takes the SD drive out of his phone and slips it in his pocket so that he doesn't lose the information mm-hmm. while right, the guy's then. like oh yeah delete everything okay um for mine sapient cat trying to escape hunter dogs in wilderness um what doesn't the sapient cat know see something yeah right what doesn't he see what happens that he does not see it can happen in the next scene um, okay. In the next scene, we see the old lady who we have seen in other versions of this giving the hunter dogs instructions on how to get around behind him on the terrain. Uh, some some secret trap that they have set and that he's running toward and gives them instructions on how to trap him. 
So when it comes to this scene, this is one that he is just running from mm-hmm. the dogs. He is, right. He has not inter. He's not encountered the old lady yet. Right. And okay. it, and we don't know that the dogs are robotic. They might or might not be. Yeah. They probably are if she's giving them specific commands. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, or very smart dogs. Yeah. Okay. Um. I'm gonna go. With the woman who wakes up from the bad dream room, walks into the, um, you know, the, that, the thing with the mag light goes, hits the guy in the back of the head, and she just goes back to bed. Okay. Um, what she doesn't see is that, okay, so that when we walk, let's say that when she walks back to the bedroom... She punches a picture of who she believes is on the floor, which is her and her ex-husband, which was still on the wall. Or her and her boyfriend or whatever. Mm-hmm. It keeps coming into her house drunk, whatever. Um, and what we didn't see was that the person who had the dream initially is now on the floor. Oh! So, yeah. So she got like a backlog dream. He came to her for help, but she was asleep, so he was just going to sleep on the couch until she woke up, but he was too terrified to be alone. So, in the next scene, he wakes up all groggy, like, what happened? Ow, my head. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. Um, So, what happens that the character doesn't see? A girl sitting at table alone thinking... Um, I I can just have her sitting at the table, alone, at the beach. She doesn't see a shark. She doesn't go into the water. She is, um, she's scared. And what we see, what, what, what I cut to in the second scene... So this would be just a very short introductory scene in this version. Um, What we see then is the uh, ex-boyfriend sharpening a knife. Yeah. That's not good. Yeah. That's not good. (laughs) No. (laughs) All right. Um. Ah, okay. So... Man driving the woman. So I'm going to go ahead and say that they hit the water. Mm-hmm. Um, what she doesn't see while she's trying to save her own life and her friend who is, you know, not making things easy. <laughs> um, is that a van pulls up. And it's a big van. Like a white panel van that, you know. Oh, God. The nightmare van. Yes. Yes. But a bunch of guys get out. Not It doesn't say free candy on the side. <laughs> Good. Um, and two of them help the guy who is probably going to die. They, they, they like go over to the guy. They talk to him real quick. They you know make a move to help him. And the leader gets out and shoots him in the head. We don't have time for this. And they head towards the bridge. Whoa, okay. 
that's scary. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how they're going to get out of this. No, I this is that a... that's not a question. <laughs> <laughs> no, it isn't. How do they get out of it is not a question. That's yeah. another scene. And all we are working with is one scene here. Yeah, I feel, I feel like this is a scene out of a John Grisham novel, honestly. <laughs> Just... <laughs> Yeah, a little bit. What was she a witness to? Was he a lawyer? <laughs> yes. Okay, uh, so that gets me all of mine for that. So, okay, question 10. What happens that the reader doesn't see? Okay, now this is yeah, a like whole this. different kettle of fish. Yes. This, you can have so much fun with this. Yeah, and this is this is a lot of the things where there's there's toys on the floor that you talk mm -hmm. about, um, which I know people wanted an episode on. There's there's just these things that you can find that your muse just puts in the book and you don't find it until revision. And it's like, oh, my God. Right. So what you do is you read through the scene for this and you say okay well this is kind of a boring scene and maybe i can spice this up with a little conflict or something else but what is happening that the reader doesn't see what have what do i know is going on in this scene and you don't know it when you start okay before you ask your question this question you don't know it so this is something that you make up that is also this thing is going on. And with that, my man and woman arguing in a restaurant, um, one of the versions of that would be somebody in the kitchen poisons the food. But let's just say this time, man and woman arguing in the restaurant, and what the reader doesn't know is that there is somebody in the restaurant recording the argument. Ooh. Yeah. Well, now it makes me want to know what they're arguing about. Exactly. Because if they're having an argument and somebody is recording the argument and is it has the table bugged or <laughs> it takes has me back to of, John Gresham yeah. again. <laughs> yeah, well, seriously, yeah. Um, but has or is just sitting there eavesdropping with a little tape recorder running or a little little hidden microphone just why what is yeah. it about these two people that this third person and when you show when you cut to the next scene and you show this dumbass argument being recorded then you have you bring in the other angle yeah okay yeah that does that makes it a lot more interesting too mm -hmm. so is this something that we can kind of slip in the background that the reader isn't paying attention to. Oh, absolutely. Okay. You can you can you can show it as just a minimal thing. Uh, a a waiter casually a waiter drops a a glass. Doesn't look like anything. And then in the next scene, you show that this was something really important. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So the guy who took his SD card. Um was not concerned about what was on it from that that shoot mm. he, he was not concerned the ghost hunter was not concerned about the what he possibly could have gotten from from that particular scene but to me that would mean he would just erase the scene mm -hmm. you know he would erase whatever pictures or whatever they had 
But I, um, I'm going to say that the character wants to check everybody's phone to make sure everything's gone or he's calling the police. Okay. So, yeah, he's, he takes out his SD card and that's where he stores other things. Mm-hmm. So then he hands the phone over and the guy deletes his stuff from the actual night, the ghost hunting night. And what the reader doesn't see is what's on that SD card. Mm-hmm. Very nice. All right. Uh, for me, sapient cat uh, trying to escape hunter dogs in the wilderness. Uh, what doesn't the reader see? Um, the sapient cat is a, an invading alien. And what the reader doesn't see is his allied sapient cats in their spaceship hovering <laughs> over, the, <laughs> over the planet. We got aliens in there again. I like yeah, that. we do. I love the idea of alien sapient cats. Like, a lot of people believe that there, there's a bunch of memes about cats being aliens. <laughs> Just in well, general. if you look at any of the pictures of the little gray-headed aliens, you can see, well, somebody had a cat. They were having one of those frozen dreams where you're, you're lying there and you're halfway asleep and you can't move and your cat's staring down at you. Yeah. And it's the same face. The little gray aliens and cats. It's the same face. I don't see that at all. <laughs> but interesting perspective on um, on the that that you know I forget what it's called. Yeah, I do too. Par- par- dream paralysis, sleep paralysis, sleep yeah. paralysis, sleep paralysis. That's it. Okay, so um, woman wakes up from the bad dream, ruminates ends up hitting her, let's say, best friend on the head, thinking that it's her husband who keeps breaking into her house, ex-husband drunk and yelling at her or doing something stupid or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, what the reader doesn't see right, is that she's actually accidentally killed him. Okay. All right, that's yeah, that's a big deal. Yeah, you, you go and I feel really bad for her. Yeah, because you go out bopping out there the next morning, and you find a corpse on your floor, and you go, Ooh. and it's your best friend, and it wasn't yeah. your husband because the ex-husband, who's drunk and keeps breaking in, she could kind of explain that to the cops, but that yeah. was her best friend. <laughs> yeah, that sucks, man. I mean, she can still explain it to a cops, but at the same time, then she's you know. Yeah, why didn't you? Why, why, why? Well, is, I mean, yeah. if it, it's an intruder in the middle of the night, you don't know who it is. You bash him in the head, and but then it's kind of questionable. Why didn't you call the cops right away? Exactly. And, yeah. 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 So that that gets messy for her. Okay. Okay. So I am girl sitting at table alone thinking. And what doesn't the reader see? That the guy who rescues her in the boat is hired by the boyfriend. <laughs> oh, that poor lady. Yeah. Should have just gotten eaten by the shark. Yeah, she should have gotten eaten by the shark. Okay. 
since I have had a hell of a predicament with this. <laughs> they are in the water. She's trying to save them. Um, the van has pulled up. The people were about to save the guy. The leader shot him in the head. And I'm trying not to go deus ex machina here. <laughs> machina. De- yeah. De- deus ex machina. Um, okay, so I'm, I'm going to say that the reader doesn't see that (laughs) the Russians are planning a nuclear bomb. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) No, I'm not going to do that, but the Russians, like... They're good. It's a cold war, and they're gonna bomb that exact location. Um. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, stream beds are generally a big target. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> small little out of the way area. You know, yeah. not very high traffic. Small town, because that's how I Im- imagined it. it. Was like out here. Yeah, <laughs> that's where we'll get. Th- that's where we'll hit them the hardest. Let's get all their tiny towns. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so what the reader doesn't see is that one of the men in the van was the brother of the one that just got shot. Okay. Adds a little bit of a complication. Okay, that's, yeah, that adds an interesting complication. Especially if they don't realize that's who it is. No, yeah, they don't. They don't know that they're brothers. It's not like in Die Hard where you know uh, Hans just tells him, you know, like, yeah, he's dead. We'll, 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 you know, we'll get him. We'll, you'll have your revenge or whatever. Right. This, this case, the Hans shot his brother and didn't know it was his brother. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Die Hard is still my favorite Christmas movie. Well, except for the Christmas Story. (laughs) Good to know. (laughs) We watch that every year. Okay. Anyway. Um, okay, so we are now at the final question of this little, you know, demo thing we're doing. And that, yes, well being. <laughs> and that is, if something happens that you do expect, why does it mean something you didn't know? And this is you, the writer. Hmm. Okay, if it happens and you expect it, why does it mean something you didn't know? And this is this is thinking around yourself. This is very circuitous thinking, um, but this is how you can get some really cool plotting and how yeah. you can make your scenes so much more interesting. So I'm going to go with the man and the woman arguing in the restaurant. I am going to go back to um, him saying, I'm leaving you. Her saying, thank you. And then I'm going to say, okay, if something happens that you do expect, why does it mean something you didn't know? And we're going to say this time, because we've already gone through this a few times, that her saying thank you is something that we did expect as the writer. Okay? Yeah. I knew that was coming. I was going to have her say thank you. Why does this mean something that you don't know? And it means something that I don't know because it turns out she was a spy. He, she was going to have to kill him. And 
now he is out of her life and safe from her. And she genuinely loves him and does not, did not want to have to kill him. So by cheating on her, he saved his own damn life. Wow. I don't know what kind of morals you're teaching our, our <laughs> listeners here. Yeah, well, we but that's that's cool. Yeah, it's, yeah. You don't you don't expect that. Yeah, and that might not. She might not be the protagonist. She might be the villain. Yeah, very true. But yeah, it's or he she could be the protagonist who is now at the conflict of well, I did love him, but he cheated on me. Now I don't have to kill him, but should I kill him? Because he cheated on me. <laughs> no, she was grateful. <laughs> she was grateful because she didn't want to kill him. And this gives her oh, yeah. a legitimate out. <laughs> yeah, but to my thinking in my books, <laughs> it, it, it's the irony of she didn't have the motivation before, but she needed to do it. Now she doesn't need to do it, but now she's got the motivation. <laughs> I'm going to say she still, she really genuinely still loves him. <laughs> Even though he cheated on her, she still loves him. Yeah. Well, I mean, hey, that, you know. It can happen. Yes. Um, all right, so man in the haunted house being spooked by a ghost. The ghost hunters are scared and following behind him. He's walking up the stairs. You... trying to keep the story the same Mm -hmm. without so he sees his twin sister and I knew for a fact as a writer let's say that she was going to attack him that that she's Mm going to give him the big doe eyes and he's going to see her and she's going to attack him okay so I knew she was going to attack him but this means what I didn't know was that she's not actually as the ghost of his dead twin sister. Okay. So she is like, I don't want to say a demon, but she is using that visage or visage to, uh, you know, yeah. try to get him closer and then he she attacks well, that's thoroughly evil. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. Sapient hat trying to escape. Sapient cat. No, no, hat. nope. You've already changed it. Story's already <laughs> different. Sapient hat. We're now at Hogwarts. <laughs> Sapient cat trying to escape hunter dogs in wilderness. What don't I know about this? What happens? Okay. If something happens that I do expect, why does it mean something I don't know? Okay, so the the dogs catch the cat, the sapient cat. They catch him. Why does this mean something I don't know? It's because he was trying to get caught. Ah. He wanted to get caught. And I don't know why, but it's important. And yeah, I will okay. have to then figure out why this cat was running from these dogs. Why does he want to get caught? Yeah, why would he put up the, the charade of running or charade? I'm just pronouncing all sorts of things today. Um, <laughs> of running away from these dogs right. if he intended to get caught. So that, yeah. that adds a nice little air of mystery. Yes, it does. Okay, um... 
All right, so I'm going to back it up a little bit. The woman wakes up from the bad dream. It is, as a writer, I knew that it was going to be a bad dream, that it was going to be somebody else's dream. But what I didn't, and, and that she's worried, and that this has never happened to her before, but what I didn't know and what she doesn't know, she doesn't know who the other person of the dream is, and it's a twin she didn't know she had. Wow. Okay. Okay, so, and that is that is something that you don't know. Yeah, no, I didn't you did know not that. know she has had a twin. Yeah. Okay. So we're, we're completely forgetting about the guy who walks into the house at that point, though. <laughs> so I'm on my third, what do I, what happens that I do expect, but why does it mean something I don't know? Um, the girl sitting at the table alone thinking, um, I'm just going to go with that this time. She is sitting at the table. And she is thinking, and we are watching her think, and we are getting ready to smack our foreheads on the table because we are sitting there watching someone think. Um, But why does this, why is this, it's something that you expect, it's it's something unfortunately that you expect in badly written novels, so why does it matter? What makes it mean something that I didn't know? And it is, ah, okay, it's this. It is that while she is thinking, she is physically changing things. She is, she is sitting there controlling something at a distance That's and cool. making something happen somewhere else. And we are going to snap to that scene in a second, and we are going to see what she just did. That's a cruel twist. A very cool twist on a, a trope, on a negative trope. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, okay, so <laughs> my John Grisham scene. Oh God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> For fuck's sake! I really do want the Russians to just nuke it. Oh. <laughs> okay. And then they all died. The end. Yes. That's another thing that'll get you rejected. (laughs) Yes. Um, Okay. In the water. Um, Okay, I'm going to go with... I know he's in shock. Ah, ah, I got it. I got it. Okay. I know he's in shock. And she's trying to save him. She's trying not to get shot by what she doesn't know is now, like, 15 guys. <laughs> not yeah. just the one. Um, she's trying not to drown. So we're all about her struggle. What we don't know, and what seems a little strange, is this immediate, instantaneous, traumatic shock that this dude just went through. Mm-hmm. To where he is gripping on. Super tight. It's a little extreme. And the reason, like, I knew that was happening. The reason is because he's sort of a Manchurian candidate. Okay. So he's a sleeper cell. He is a, he had no idea. He, like, uh, like in Dollhouse, if you guys have seen Dollhouse, uh, one of my favorite characters, Melly, she was uh, a sleeper. And Dollhouse is super old, so spoiler alert if you haven't watched it forward for 30 seconds or whatever. But um, you didn't see it coming. She was the one of the protagonist's 
she was one of his next door neighbors. They had this very sweet little romance kind of thing going on. And she um, was, you know, falling in love with him. They were very, very real emotions for them because in Dollhouse they created these personalities. And these people lived them out like they were real. They thought they were their real lives. Mm -hmm. So the um, owner or the, the manager of this particular dollhouse sets her off. She sets, she, she gives these, this code to this person via the cell phone. And all of a sudden she's a badass freaking ninja warrior, basically, that ends up killing somebody else. And then she turns the sleeper cell off. And she's just Melly again, devastated and traumatic shock. So this guy's coding isn't quite as advanced as hers. So something snapped in him and he reacted with, you know, this, this, you know, just reaction of protect and kill. Mm -hmm. And then he's sitting there broken. Oh, okay. So that was that's really cool and really awful because this just keeps getting worse. It does. It does cuz she thinks she knows him. Yeah, and she she ain't got a clue what the hell's going on. She has right. no idea. They were just friends like discussing something and she was hiding like a little tiny secret from him and he was lying, but now we're getting an idea of why he was lying. We mm-hmm. still don't know why she was lying, but it could have just been an ego thing. And, you know, or, or like just, yeah. Yeah. Maybe he didn't know he was lying now. There's that question. There you go. <laughs> I really like this. <laughs> and I kind of also really hate it. <laughs> All right. Well, that takes us through this. So the only thing we have left now is the takeaway. As we started doing before the takeaway, just want to let you guys know where to follow us on the socials. It is at A-I-A-R-W-I-P on Twitter. You can also follow Holly Lyle, L-I-S-L-E, or Rebecca Gallardo, that's G-A-L-A-R-D-O, on Twitter. Uh, We are on Instagram, that is Holly.Lyle, L-I-S-L-E, that is R-Gallardo. And obviously, alone with invisible people, because I kept nothing the same. <laughs> Sorry, I have to keep m- mentioning this because it drives me nuts. Alone with Invisible People on Instagram. We are at Alone in a Room with Invisible People on Facebook. On our socials, Facebook is probably the one where the podcast is most active. So then, again, we've got our website, alonewithinvisiblepeople.com. And if you do want to find out ways to support us, it is alonewithinvisiblepeople.com forward slash support us. And the best way to become part of the community is to join hollyswritingclasses.com. Um, I, we've had some questions on Facebook and on Instagram about Holly's classes. If you want to see what she does have available, you can go to either alonewithinvisiblepeople.com and look at support us and see that link. But it's easier to just go to hollyswritingclasses.com and click the shop button because then you can see all of the stuff that she has listed in there and um honestly you 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 can ask us about the course and we can tell you but you're going to take it with a grain of salt because holly made the course and i'm her daughter what you want to do is go into the forums 
ask people, hey, I'm looking at this class. How did you feel about it? Our people are honest. Mm -hmm. They're going to tell you, I couldn't get through it because it was so hard. You're going to hear that without a revisor novel. Yes. Um, or they're going to say, it took me a couple of tries, but when I finally got through, let's say, How to Think Sideways, it was, you know, life-altering or, or they're going to say, it really helped me. Or they're going to say, like, I couldn't get into the flash fiction course because personally I don't like flash fiction, but How to Write Short Stories was better. People there are honest. They're going to give you their honest opinions. So you can ask us about the classes. I will answer you all day, any day. But ask people who paid for their own money for the classes over me or Holly. Mm -hmm. Because that's where your real, really, really unbiased opinions are going to come through. And that's when you know that you can trust what you're hearing. And... Also, is it applicable to you? Right. We, we because just... some, not every class is a perfect fit for every person. There's, yeah. For example, there is absolutely no point in taking flash fiction if you absolutely detest even good flash fiction. If you yeah. only want to write novels, then, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, if you if you can't stand short stories, you don't want to take out a short, write a short story. If, if you don't have a book finished, don't buy How to Revise Your Novel. Right, because you have to have a book finished before you take yeah. that class. Yeah. Yeah. So, again, I just, I, I had to mention this because I've had a lot of questions. I've tried to answer them all. And it's great you guys want to know more about the courses. But join the community for free at hollyswritingclasses.com. You, there are plenty of free forums where you can go in and say, I'm interested in this class, or this is my problem, what do you suggest? Or this is what I'm doing, what do you guys think? Now, Holly and I might comment, but you're also looking for other people to comment, people who have spent hard-earned money on these courses and have a genuine opinion that they're going to give you without a filter. Yeah. So I just, I, I had to say that because asking us these questions only go so far. You know, ask the people who who have taken the courses and paid for it for themselves. Because, like, I'm openly honest about it. I get the daughter discount. <laughs> I have bought some of her clinics for other people. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't have to pay for the classes. Because <laughs> I'm an awesome daughter. Yes, <laughs> you are. Okay, so anyway, let's get to the <clears throat> takeaway for this whole, and if you don't mind, can you read those questions all in a row one more time for people? Okay, so let's go through the questions. Question number one, what happens that you do expect? Question number two, what happens that you don't expect? Question number three, what happens that's boring? Question number four, what would make it not boring? Question number five, what happens that changes your protagonist? or the scene protagonist, the, the point of view character in that scene. What happens that changes your antagonist with a reminder that an antagonist is not necessarily a person? It can be a situation, it can be a falling comet, it can be a tidal wave. It can um, even be your, and it can be a person, it can be it, your main character, but the antagonist of that scene. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. Question number six. That was question number six. Question number seven. What happens that changes the conflict? 
Question number eight, what happens that changes the setting? Question number nine, what happens that the character doesn't see? Question number 10, what happens that the reader doesn't see? And question number 11, if something happens that you do expect, why does it mean something you didn't know? And if you answer those questions, you will put some good stuff in your scenes. Okay, the takeaway of this is make sure that you have a protagonist, an antagonist, conflict, and a setting written when you start doing your twists. Make sure that you know where the scene happens. Make sure that you know who the protagonist is of the scene. Make sure that you know who or what the antagonist of the scene is, the thing that's causing, the, the, the thing that the, the character is working against. Make sure that you know what the conflict is, what is at stake in this scene. And make sure that you have it in a place and make sure that the place it's in matters. Yeah. That's important. You know, if you have a restaurant and the restaurant turns out to be a spaceship that's going to take all of these important people and kidnap them, well, that's important. That's an important setting. Well, and here's another way to look at it, too. So let's say you're writing a romance novel and you have this scene where they're just, that you know, he's he's breaking up with her. It's, it's a restaurant. Making that restaurant... It's it's easy to say, okay, well, my scene doesn't, my setting doesn't really matter. They're just in a restaurant. Let's make this deeper. Let's make it the restaurant that they've gone to every year for, or every month for 10 years. You know, right. this is this is their spot. This is their restaurant. This is, you know, and you're doing this to me here in our restaurant. You're doing this to me here. Like, make it. Where the waiters are our friends. Where? Yeah. Yeah, and again, it goes back to kind of like the Fulton Hills thing that I was telling you about is that he's doing it there on purpose, you know, possibly, that he's just being a dick, and he mm -hmm. thought that she would, you know, be embarrassed if she had some sort of outbreak or outburst, and of course, it turns out that she doesn't, and he's the one that has the outburst, because he's expecting, you know, you're doing this to me here, and, and yeah, but um, making the setting matter just deepens the fiction. Right. Right. Okay. The next thing, know the obvious twists. This, this goes back to reading a lot. If you read things and you see, well, when this happens, this is what I expect to have happen. Um, you know, if you watch bad television, if you, if you yeah. know what, know what is going, what the reader is going to expect because they have seen it a million times before and they're going to think, oh God, not again. Not, you know, women stomp, woman stomps out of the restaurant. That it just, just not, not that yet again because every freaking time, really, you know, know what the expectations are. Okay, number three, dig deeper with better questions. Okay, and this we demonstrated for you by saying, okay, well, this is the obvious thing, but what if this, it looks like this, but it isn't really this. Keep And the questions that I have given you are the ones you used to dig deeper, to find out more, to understand different angles on the scene that you have written so that it's not just a woman thinking about what happened today. Because if... <laughs> Seriously, if that is that is so telling, and if you can then twist it, you can turn it back on the reader, you can make it suddenly showing. 
You can make the, you can make it this instantly gripping, compelling thing out of what they expected. Then all of a sudden you have yanked them into the book. They, you have given them a reason to need to keep reading. I think that's what Darcy Coates does really well for me personally mm -hmm. is that it never goes the way that I expect. There's always some little tiny difference to it. Yeah, that's a, that's a very good Ilona Andrews characteristic too. Is, yeah, well, I think I know where this is going. No, it isn't. Thank you for surprising me. Okay, finally, if it doesn't surprise you, most of the time it won't surprise your reader. So as you are writing along, you you heard us. We were practice, We were just bouncing things off of each other. We were coming up with things, and we were coming up with things that surprised ourselves. Yeah, full disclosure, too, I wrote mine while Mom was explaining the um, the concept of a twist like that's how late i got started because of all of the crap we had to go through yesterday yeah so you, and you i wrote can... mine before just before while i was setting up the thing here i thought you so, wrote it yesterday you said I, I wrote the questions yesterday but then i forgot to write down them my, my three oh, little okay. things so yeah and <laughs> that's that's the thing is like you have you can do this and it doesn't it just takes thinking and playing mm -hmm. and running stuff through your mind the the objective in being a writer is to learn how to ask better questions because no matter what is going on in your story a better question will save your scene and save your story and save your ass okay is that is that the takeaway for that is the takeaway for the thing okay that's a that's it's a fully involved takeaway there's a lot there there's a well it's a, it's a lot in this entire episode it's going to be a very long episode so yeah um yeah so to the people who wanted a mini on the twist sorry <laughs> you, you, you got a full-fledged huge episode but um that was what holly said too she didn't think she could do a mini and no, it's not an, a mini type of subject it really yeah, because isn't twist is very twisty mm -hmm. there's so much to it so um yeah uh, thank you guys so much for listening thank you guys uh for supporting the podcast in any way shape or form you can even just those reviews are making a difference even just the shares just the simplest of things make a big difference for us so we just want to say thank you so much and you know we love you guys and i hope to see you guys in the forums yes yes i hope so too and before you go ask yourself right now one better question and write with joy. Hold on one second. Everybody out. For fuck's sake. How many animals do I have in here? Get out. Out. Now. Go. Chill. Out. Hello, Batman. Go. Dogs, you're not supposed to be in here anyway. Four dogs, four cats. And I think now I'm just down to two cats, but they're the worst. <laughs> of course they are. <laughs> Batman and Jeeves. Oh. Did Batman open the door and let them in? Yes. He is the devil. <laughs> and Batman's up there. Yep. Oh, they're so cute. But. <clears throat> sorry. <laughs> I might not leave that one in. Yes. <laughs>